In honor of Women's History Month, I'll be talking and writing about characteristics that enhance our ability as powerful women to live, love, and lead more effectively. And each characteristic that I'll talk about over the next few weeks will empower us to be change makers in our own right. And not because someone wrote about us in a book or someone recognized us on any global, national, or local stage, but because many of us are creating a powerful legacy that will pave the way for others to do the same. I'm Alicia Caldwell, the mental fitness coach and the host of the Me, Myself and Her podcast, where issues that challenge the mental fitness of women leaders take the spotlight. As women leaders, you're breaking generational chains in your family, in your communities, and you may not realize it. You may find yourself being the first in your family for many things. You may have broken generational chains of poverty, health issues, educational deficits, family dysfunction, and trauma. And in the midst of all the wonderful things that you find yourself doing, you may fail to take care of yourself adequately. You may look the part of strength and endurance, but on the inside, you're struggling not to fall apart. I too have been in that place. I have been the first in my family to do certain things and everyone around me is looking as if I have it all figured out. But in reality, I was struggling. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know where I wanted to be. And I was trying to figure out who I was as a woman and my self-esteem was lacking even though my performance was doing well. The woman that I actually was on the inside, she was breaking under the pressure and my self-esteem was suffering the consequences. See, here's what happens. We look the part while we're struggling not to fall apart. We focus so much on the external factors and how we look and how our hair is put together and what clothes we're wearing. And we forget that self-esteem is an inside job. It has nothing to do with that external facade that we portray to the rest of the world. And while you're looking the part, you lack confidence. While you're looking the part, you have no self-respect. While you're looking the part, your self-compassion is lacking. While you're looking the part, you are suffering from self-neglect and self-criticism. Being a successful woman leader over the long term, it's not about being successful on the outside, even though those things will come. It's about being successful in who you are as a woman in mind, body, spirit, and relationships, being successful in those areas from the inside out. So everything that happens and falls into place in all of those areas, it begins with nurturing, empowering, and equipping you to be the best version of that healthy, empowered, and resilient woman. And that inside job, it's mental, it's emotional, and it's spiritual. The mental fitness that you desire will not come from an external accomplishment. It won't come from that tailor-made suit, even though you feel good wearing it. It is an internal manifestation of loving who you are, valuing yourself, and self-esteem is part of that process. 
In order for us to be at our best in life, we must first believe in our ability to succeed. We must feel good enough about who we are to dream big dreams and take courageous action. And that doesn't happen by accident. Many women don't recognize that they have an issue with self-esteem because they don't know the signs. They aren't working to build it because they don't realize that it's broken. And today we're going to talk about a few of the signs and some tips that can help you to nurture your self-esteem and improve your life. Self-esteem is developed at an early age and it involves how much we feel valued, loved, accepted, cared for, and thought well of by other people. How others treat and care for us during our formative years of development, it impacts how much we value, love, and accept ourselves as adults. The good news is, even if our self-esteem wasn't nurtured well as children or was damaged as an adult, it's not too late to improve it. With the right tools, we can enhance our self-esteem, but we have to start by recognizing that there is a need. Once we recognize it, we can find the strategies and implement those strategies for a healthier self-esteem. But like I said earlier, many of us don't know the signs that there is a need for improvement. Whether we realize it or not, our self-esteem can be damaged in very subtle ways that over time hinder our self-respect and self-confidence. It may be a result of a relationship that wasn't very good for us. It can be issues or concerns that happen in the workplace, or it can be based on lived experiences over the years through childhood, young adulthood, and so on. There are things that happen to us that can harm our self-esteem. So if we're not vigilant, if we're not paying attention, those effects can linger. Here are three signs that your self-esteem may need a boost. And the first sign is self-criticism. And when we're in this space, we have an automatic response of negativity when we make a mistake. Our internal dialogue is negative self-talk and it occurs more often than the positive. And it may include statements like, I'm not as beautiful as she is. I never do anything right. Everyone at work thinks I'm an idiot. That negative self-talk is one of the biggest offenders when it comes to low self-esteem. Do you know why? Because we can't get away from ourselves. One way that you can improve in the area of self-criticism and negative self-talk is to commit to talking to yourself like you would talk to a best friend. You would never call a best friend stupid. You would never tell her that she was ugly. So why are you so comfortable telling yourself these things? Your relationship with you is just as important as your relationship with those around you. If you wouldn't say it to your best friend, don't say it to yourself. The second sign of low self-esteem is comparing yourself to others. You feel as if you must measure up to an external standard of beauty or accomplishment, and by scrolling and looking at what other people are doing, you start to feel worse about yourself. You believe that if you don't live up to that standard, then you're a failure. You may find yourself looking at other women, what they are doing, and seeing them as better than you, and then deciding not to move forward with an idea or a goal because you can't live up to whatever you perceive they're better at than you. Here's a tip to keep yourself from falling into the comparison trap. Acknowledge your strengths. Focus on what you can do versus what you can't do. 
Recognize that the beauty of who you are is in your difference. It's in the things that don't look, feel, or sound like anyone else. And if you are looking up to and seeing the wonderful things that other women are doing, see it, applaud them, and gain inspiration from their success and believe that your unique blessing is on the way because if they can do it, you can too. And the last sign that your self-esteem may be in need of a tune-up is fear of failure. Fear keeps so many of us from moving forward on our goals, the projects that we've been talking about, the programs that we want to create, and our dreams. Sometimes it's fear of failure and at other times it's fear of judgment. Either way, those fears are connected to low self-esteem and a belief that we are not capable, worthy, or powerful enough to face our challenges. In order to conquer our fear of failure, we must face it. The best way to face it is to do it afraid. Get up on that stage and speak even if your voice shakes. Launch that program and advertise it even if no one shows up. Ask for that raise even if it's declined. Try making a list of your current fears of failure and create a strategy to conquer them through specific actions one by one. It's often easier to start with your smaller fears and then build your way up to the larger fears. And your confidence is improved because you have these smaller wins to help you to feel courageous enough to do the bigger things. I hope these tips were helpful, but if you find yourself needing more help, ask for it. If you try these strategies and you need more assistance, get it. If you don't know where to start, you can start with a book on self-esteem or self-confidence, consider hiring a therapist or connect with me for a consultation about mental fitness coaching. No matter the method you try, just know that your self-esteem and what it means for your life is worth it. Know that feeling good and worthy and empowered to be the best version of who you are, it's worth the challenges, it's worth the time, and it's worth the change. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you found value in the conversation. Keep in mind that the information shared is not a substitute for services from a licensed mental health provider or medical professional. To read the blog version of this conversation, go to my website at livelikeher.com and check it out. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at livelikeher2 and on Facebook at livelikeher. Join me again next week for another conversation about who we are, who we want to be, and how to become her.